It's the right time for Western Oklahoma. And it's that time. It's time for Crossfire. Brought to you by ASAP General Stores and Lucille's Roadhouse. To catch Crossfire in podcast format, go to Google or Apple Podcasts and search Right Time for Western Oklahoma or download the app. Search News Talk KCLI in your app store. Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Crossfire. And joining us now, filling in this morning, is Nick Archer from Elk City. Good morning, Representative Archer. Good morning, Harold. How are you? Hey, we're doing great as we get started this morning. Also, the minority leader of the Oklahoma House of Representatives with us each week, Cindy Munson. Good morning. Good morning, Harold. Hey, thank you all for joining me. on This is the last program of the year. Can you believe that? I can't believe it. And it's already Friday of a holiday week. That stinks. Yeah, at least you get Monday off, right? Yes. So, sure. so to speak. Uh, anyway, yeah. I know that, uh, that, I like that answer. Sure. legislators work all the time. Anyway, um, a lot of people don't realize that. I can say it now, but I'm not because I'm not one of you uh, officially, uh, although at heart I am. Um, but there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes, plus uh, going to events, things like that, uh, part of the job. Uh, I want you heard uh, maybe uh, just a few minutes ago we had Senator Yak on on the line. He was saying the revenue's up. I'm sure you all are both aware of that. But the first question I have for you this morning, we'll start with you, Cindy. What does Oklahoma look like for this next year? Uh, what's the forecast for uh, this this next coming year for Oklahoma? The upcoming session. Well, or the whole uh, year. How does how's that? What's the outlook for Oklahoma? I guess. Yeah. Uh, well, I, you know, there is a Board of Equalization meeting, and I did hear Senator Yeck, um, and, and I guess he was responding to a question about the financial situation that we're in as a state. We are um, in a good position, which I'm grateful to hear, and um, I heard him comment about some difficult votes we all had to make back in 2018 when we were uh, really going through it financially with budget deficits and agencies having to be cut, and so... Honestly, to start off my legislative career in that position and to be where we are today is quite the turnaround. And it did take a lot of hard work from both sides, and um, it was a difficult time. Uh, and I'm glad that we're able to be in a position where we are able to um, really invest back into the state of Oklahoma, which ultimately means that we can invest it back into people. And so knowing that we're going into session with a good financial standing, my hope is that we won't be quick to uh, try and cut taxes just to cut taxes to say we're quote unquote giving money back to the taxpayers and back in their wallets. But instead looking at, you know, there are still places um, within state government and that need to be invested in, you know, anywhere from education and not just common ed, but higher education. We've had a lot of conversation about deferred maintenance costs for our higher education institutions, especially in rural Oklahoma, uh, looking at affordable housing. Uh, Health care continues to be an issue, though there have been great improvements there. But, you know, so my hope is that we'll look more uh, into investments rather than cutting uh, and, of course, it's an election year, and so there's going to be a lot of talk about politics, not just in Oklahoma, but at the national level. Uh, and I, I, I know we did have a question about our hopes for 2024, so I'm kind of integrating that into this, this answer. But my hope is that we'll put aside the more extreme partisan politics and really look at 
solutions and be reminded that, you know, we are here to serve Oklahomans and not to get so caught up in national politics. And um, but that is inevitable. Uh, I'm sure it will happen. But hopefully when we're when we're at the Capitol and we're looking at legislation written by lawmakers in, that are representing Oklahoma, uh, that will focus on the most needs that are um, important to Oklahomans and our constituents across the state. Representative Archer, your thoughts about the, the forecast for this year? Yeah, absolutely. So I think uh, I think Cindy's right. I think you heard from uh, Senator Yak in the news segment prior to this. Um, you know, financially, we're in a good spot. And while I wasn't a part uh, of those raising of taxes, um, I think that that is a big reason why you hear a lot of tax cuts. Um, you know, earlier this year, we saw Governor Stick call us into special session, uh, you know, saying that was for uh, tax fairness and relief for Oklahomans. And so I think that that's something that still strikes with inflation where it is, uh, still strikes with, with most of our constituents across the state. Um, and so to that point, you know, we've seen earlier this week uh, our House Speaker, Charles McCall, already release um, six or eight bills which look t- to cut taxes. Um, those proposals include quarter percent personal income tax uh, cut, um, four and a quarter flat rates. Um, and then we've even heard the Speaker pro tem in the Senate, uh, Greg Treat, Uh, discussing again the elimination of the state's portion of the grocery tax. Um, So uh, I think, like Cindy said, uh, taxes will be a a big thing for 2024 uh, for Oklahomans, for the nation. Um, But I think for Oklahoma specifically, my my hope is that both chambers uh, can get into an agreement early on um, but you know it's it's still it's still probably too early to tell. Um, you know, as Cindy said, we we do have an obligation to a balanced budget with um, fiscal responsibility, uh, as well as those strategic investments going hand in hand. Um, and so, uh, when we talk about the the record investment in education this past year, uh, roughly a billion dollars. Um, you know we have to we have to make sure that we 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 meet those obligations and ensure that our state systems and programs uh, continue to be robust and effective. I think uh, I, I think it seems at least maybe the the, the Senate has sort of slowed down this uh, drive to, to lower taxes. Um, and uh, are they talking at all about the grocery tax? You, you mentioned that. Did you say the pro, pro tem in the Senate is talking maybe doing away with that? You're, you're a former mayor. What effect does that have on the city sales tax? I know that's been in question. Can you charge a sales tax in cities if, if the state decides not to do this? So, yeah, and um, like you said, uh, the state has a portion of that. Uh, your city has a portion of that. Um, your cities live and die on sales tax. And so uh, when you talk about uh, eliminating the grocery tax at the state level, um, those talks are, are generally geared towards the state's portion of that uh, that tax that is collected. If you were to eliminate the grocery tax entirely, um, you know, all of our communities, especially here in our district, 55, 
um, you would lose a major source of revenue for for keeping your trash removal and all of those programs. Um, and so uh, I don't want to confuse that so that people think that there would be no uh, grocery tax at all. But um, the, the state's portion is what, what they would discuss to remove. So, Representative Munson, I've heard at least uh, there's a legal question about whether the state can discontinue theirs, their tax and, and and also, but keep the the city tax. Have you have you have, have we really gotten an opinion on whether that uh, is legal or not? I don't. I know <clears throat> that that's been a question. I don't know that we've actually received a legal opinion, um, but that is, um, you know, to the point of how reliant our our municipalities are on. Uh, city, or excuse me, sales tax, it is important and why we clarify often uh, which portion of the sales tax we're talking about. And, you know, here in Oklahoma City, um, there has been um, conversation about its impact on, on the city of Oklahoma City's funding. And, you know, and I understand and my my response typically is one, you know, that we, we that we rely on our city budgets to be on uh, something as necessary as food. Um, so, you know, w- the way we fund our city government, that's a whole nother conversation. But um, but when we're looking at tax cuts at the state level, uh, you know, if we're going to cut taxes, we need to look at ways that are actually going to help working families and not just go after the income tax cuts because they, they have such a huge impact on our state budget and really not helping people, you know, individuals or families, especially working families. If you're at a higher income threshold, you may receive a larger um, cut as opposed to, you know, someone like me who is a single person who does not have a very high salary uh, and then working families with children. Uh, So the, the grocery state sales tax has been a conversation for many years. House Democrats have supported it. Um, since the beginning, and and Greg Treat and uh, Roger Thompson, who's the appropriations chair in the Senate, really were not in favor of the last legislative session, whereas the House has been in favor. And so it'll be interesting to see exactly how that will play out and which um, bill we'll actually vote on if we do at all. Uh, but that's one tax that I think uh, would be supported by both parties and both chambers and help the most people because everyone will get a cut versus just a few people that may benefit. And, and it's important to point out it would be a cut. It would not be doing away with the tax like you were saying. Right. That is correct. You cut the state tax, sales tax, which I think is around 4%. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, but most cities and counties are up at 4 to uh, to 6%. So you still have a 4 to 6% grocery tax even after that. Well, uh, we're going to talk more coming up, so stay tuned, folks. You're listening to Crossfire right here at the right time for West Oklahoma. Our guest to the program this morning, Nick Archer from Elk City, Cindy Munson from Oklahoma City. And we'll be back with more, but I want to remind you, this program, Crossfire, brought to you by ASAP Energy. 99 cent drinks, $1.99 breakfast biscuit, $6.99 extra large pizza. All these great discounts at the ASAP General Store using the ASAP Energy app. Plus, you can order delicious food from Lucio's Roadhouse in Weatherford and Clinton and select ASAP General Stores. You can track your kickback points, get special coupons, and you can even access Philip 66 to earn up to 15 cents off every gallon of gas. All from this one app. It's the ASAP Energy app, available in the Apple and Google Play stores. Download it now. 
to it. Oklahoma Farm Bureau is proud to be a strong, solid voice for agriculture in Oklahoma. Farm Bureau members work together as advocates for family agriculture and our rural communities. Join us by becoming a Farm Bureau member today. Visit our website at okfarmbureau.org to sign up or to learn more. For nearly 80 years, Oklahoma Farm Bureau members have come together to build a brighter future, and we're going to be here for decades to come. Together, we are Rural Oklahoma. When you're ready to get to work, your equipment needs to be ready to go. P&K Equipment is here to help. Shop with confidence and find all the parts you need for your John Deere equipment at P&K. We have the largest inventory of parts in Oklahoma, so P&K has the part you need to keep your tractor or mower running great. Our trained technicians can service your equipment on site, in the field, or in our shop. Need help trailering your equipment in for service? We'll help with pickup and deliver back to you. Stop in and see us. Give us a call or shop online anytime at pkequipment.com. If you're looking for specialized nursing care for a loved one, or if you're looking for an exceptional place to work, you will be pleased with Maple Lawn Manor's approach to care, compassion, and dedication. They offer physical, occupational, and speech therapy, as well as an open menu from their dietary department. Stop by and join us for a tour of our facility at 800 Arapahoe Street in Hydro. We have the highest facility ratings for care in the area, according to government sources. Maple Lawn Manor and Hydro. We celebrate life. If you're a veteran or maybe handicapped and having a hard time getting around, then you need to talk to the folks at Priority Home Medical Equipment. They have all types of wheelchairs for every need. They want to focus on your particular need, particularly with the motorized wheelchairs. They'll check it out for you. Medicare, Medicaid, your insurance company may pay for a motorized wheelchair. They have Pride Go Chairs. They're the best. So check them out today at Priority Home Medical Equipment. Located at 517 South 30th in Clinton. Priority Home Medical Equipment. 23 minutes now after 7 o'clock, and you're listening to Crossfire, brought to you by ASAP Energy, uh, also Lucille's and Weatherford and Clinton. And on the Southwest Air and Heat Hotline this morning, we have Representative Munson, uh, the minority leader, and also Representative Nick Archer. Nick, this is your second, actually, uh, year, I guess. How are you feeling about being in the House of Representatives? It's been it's been great so far. Um, you know, I've, I've enjoyed it. I've tried to hit the ground running. Um, we were able to to get several bills passed this year um, myself, and so uh, we also saw a, quite a bit of investment uh, right here in District 55. And so, I think we've we've started off on a good start, and I I look forward to to serving the this second half of the 59th for the people of District 55. So I want to talk a little bit about the Board of Education meeting. They met in their final meeting of the year. Uh, and State Superintendent of Public Instruction Ryan Walters announced proposals uh, the other day for new rules regarding religion, diversity programs, and drug performances on the same day. A lawsuit over gender designation was filed prior against him. He also has uh, the, the subpoena from the Oklahoma House of Representatives. We talked a little bit about that last week. Uh, Representative Archer, what are your thoughts about what's going on with State Superintendent? Oh, man. Uh, it's It's hard, especially for a new guy to keep up with all of that, honestly, Harold. Um, but I think uh, when you talk about state superintendent, it's 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 important to, to try to address all the dynamics that are at, at play there. So um, I know you mentioned Representative McBride's uh, decision to subpoena Superintendent Walters. Um, I think that that's really, that's a move to um, seek clarity 
um, on public education issues and operational challenges that face the agency. Um, and so I think that shows um, as chairman of the AMB for education, Mr. Representative McBride's um, commitment to transparency and accountability uh, in the leadership. When uh, you talk about the, the rules, I think with um, you know some of those those lawsuits, um, I think our attorney general has has already stated opinions uh, on on some of that, um, which I think is pretty clear. You know, um, uh, Attorney General Drummond has said uh, previously that uh, the State Department of Education can can only promulgate rules when authorized to do so by the legislature. And so um, that that really means that the legislature's uh, policymaking authority ensures that, that all state agencies, uh, including SDE, um, adhere to those, those proper procedures. So um, I, I don't think uh, for the constituents in the district, I, I don't think that any of it is necessarily uh, that you're, you're disagreeing with uh, the substance of some of that stuff, but um, I think we have to ensure that the proper processes are followed, um, and I think that that's that's really what's at play here. So, Representative Munson apparently uh, he talked about these rules, but wasn't very specific about what they would be. But they related uh, to diversity, equity, and and inclusion programs, so-called religious freedom, and drag queens. Uh, that seems to be an issue. Uh, what are you hearing about that? A lot coming from someone who should be focused on education but refuses to do so. Uh, you know, he, he they voted on proposed rules, but those, as you know, still have to come through the legislature. And so uh, they're not necessarily rules that are in place now or that they will be because they still have to go through the legislative process. But he's um, sort of he, – he's – following up on the recent executive order that the governor signed about reviewing DEI programs and higher education institutions. Um, and so he's claiming that he's going to end all of them in our public school districts. Um, so it'll, you know, whether or not that is a big issue, you know, the state superintendent tries to claim that it is. He's done that ever since he started running for this position. But we know the truth is that teachers are leaving the classroom, that resources continue to still be underfunded. Even though we have made great investments in education, there are still needs. Uh, and the biggest need is highly qualified, trained teachers who went to school to be public educators to be in our classrooms. Uh, and so my hope is that the legislature doesn't get too caught up in all of that and instead continues to focus on how do we listen to our administrators and our school districts across the state, what their needs actually are, and focusing on those as opposed to getting caught up in this rhetoric that he continues to push. So let's take a look at the final, uh, the final day of the year, your New, year, New Year's resolutions, or any thoughts you have about uh, what you're going to do this next year. Anything you'd like to say, basically, open mic, Representative Munson. Well, I love this time of year, looking back on the year um, and, and looking forward to a new year. New Year's Day is always my absolute favorite day. 
uh, of the year because I, I think everyone is looking at a fresh start and what they can do to improve themselves and their communities. And so I always get excited about this year. And I think for me, what I have thought about a lot is uh, this last year was, was, was tough. Uh, I, I earned a new job as leader and that's, that's a lot of work. Um, I felt like I did a good enough job as, as a first timer. And so I'm going into my second year with a little more experience under my belt and understanding. And the thing that I think I needed the most was more, more rest. Leaders have to take time off periodically. Uh, that doesn't mean big long vacations, but being more mindful about my health and my rest and taking care of myself because I love what I get to do. I'm very grateful for it. Um, and I want to continue doing it as long as I can and serving my caucus and serving my district and the state. And so taking care of me and my health is number one priority this upcoming year. Very good. Sounds like a New Year's resolution to me for better health and more rest, which is important, obviously. Representative Archer, your thoughts. What's your New Year's resolution for Oklahoma? Yes. Uh, my New Year's resolution uh, is is similar to Cindy's, you know, just to try to enjoy the family. Um, I think this year uh, adjusting being in the legislature for the first time, uh, there was a lot of time away from family. And so that meant, uh, you know, missing, missing several events, uh, several things like that. And so, um, you know, with a three-year-old and a 10-year-old at home, uh, it's, it's important to be there and to be present. And so uh, I think on a personal level, I'd, I'd like to just, to be there for them, to to help them grow, watch them grow, uh, and those kinds of things. Um, from a from a legislator perspective, um, I, you know, I would like to uh, make it a goal to 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 lay the legislative groundwork uh, to help incentivizing our aerospace industry in the state. I think it's important. Uh, it's the second fastest growing. Uh, industry in the state and i think oklahoma is is poised to be a hub uh for aerospace innovation and exploration and so um working on a couple bills uh which would would look to help to further that industry very good i want to thank both of you for being on the program we're out of time uh but wish you both a very happy new year thank you yeah it's great to be here Very good. Representative Cindy Munson, uh, Minority Leader of the Oklahoma House Representatives, and uh, Nick Archer, State Rep for District 55, which includes a big part of western Oklahoma. Thank you both for being on uh, the program today. You've been listening to Crossfire on the right time for western Oklahoma. Available on News Talk KCLI Radio and archived on Apple and Google Podcasts. Simply search Right Time for Western Oklahoma or download the app. Just search News Talk KCLI in your app store. Crossfire is a courtesy of ASAP General Stores and Lucille's Roadhouse. Tune in every weekday at 6 a.m. for The Right Time with Harold Wright. Brought to you by Priority Home Medical Equipment on 99.3 News Talk KCLI.